You are currently listening to a Suffolk Free Radio podcast. The views and opinions expressed on After Dinner Coffee are the views and opinions of the show personalities only and do not reflect those of Suffolk University, Suffolk Free Radio, or those at the Student Leadership and Involvement Office. Hello and welcome to this episode of After Dinner Coffee. This is Shannon and with us today is Casey Robarts. He is one of my friends from our hometown and he is studying biology at George Washington. Hi, Shannon. I'm super excited to be here. Me too. I'm really excited for this episode. We are going to be talking about getting back in tune with your childhood self. So to start things off, I want to ask you, how would you describe your childhood self? As a kid, I was just very, like, happy and goofy is how I would describe it. Before, like, before I was even aware of myself, like, as a very, very young kid, my, like, parents always tell me that I was were just like very happy they would just like put me in other people's arms or they had to go do things and I would just like sit there and smile Aww. and I would always like not always but I would go down for naps easily like I was just very like content and then as like I became like four five six the way I would describe myself was just very like dancey like I would I was always like breaking out into just like goofy movements and my like thing that I would do at home especially when my brother was at school Mm-hmm. Um, is I would like dance in the living room like with some music playing and my mom would just like we would just sing along and dance and I would like wear her little her little colorful headbands and dance around the living room <laughs> oh that is beautiful um yeah. I really like the way you phrase that first part where you're like this is what I was like before I was aware because that's like that's such a thing there's a certain point in your yeah. life where you're not aware that people other people are kind of perceiving you so you really just are who you are and I think that's really like the core of what this episode is going to get into totally and then as well with with the the danciness the movement like movement is such a huge part of connecting with who you are as a person and children you you see it every time you work with children I see it like (laughs) children just tend to to express themselves through movement a lot more than adults do because it's allowed it's they're not like they're not told how to like how to act with their bodies yet like you go to school and it's like sit still and like have your hands together and like as we said they're not aware of how they're being perceived they're like i want to spin instead of walking i want to skip instead of walking like these are just more fun i will do this everywhere that i go because they're not i don't know they have their own their own brains yeah exactly it's like the social norms haven't come in where it's like oh you need to just walk in like a single straight line or someone's gonna you know cause this drama about it it's like no you can go skip you can go twirl you can yeah you can express yourself however yeah I like that exactly so what about now do you think that you're still in alignment with these traits I think I try to be uh, as much as I can. Um, I think, like, especially with the people that I, like, the people that you surround yourself with or, like, the world that you build in the same way of, like, being unaware before, like, as a child and just doing the things that feel good. Like, I want to surround myself with people now that encourage me to do these things. And, like, when I'm really happy, like, we can just link arms and go skip down the sidewalk instead of, like, walking. Like, those people that have those same energy to, like, 
Yeah. I don't know. Just be silly and goofy without worrying, like, what other people are going to perceive around us. Like, those type of people that you just, like, take out in the middle of the dance floor and you're just, like, going at it with them. Because why not? Like, I want to do the things that make me feel good. And I feel like that is how I try to connect with that, like, childhood version of myself. I love that you brought that up. Because that's what I was talking about with Mateo in one of our recent episodes where it's like, if you're in a place where the people around you are so non-judgmental, you are basically not being perceived in the, the fact that you're not going to be judged for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, who you're around in the environment you in, you're in is, like, a huge factor in whether you feel comfortable getting back in tune with that childhood. Yeah. It feels like being in, like, a class, like, a huge class, like, a huge lecture hall, and you're like, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to look silly in front of all these people. Versus, like, just, like, having a conversation with the professor and being like, can I will ask this question that is going to make me look dumb because it doesn't matter. But in, like, the scope of your friends. Like, I want to be surrounded by these people that I feel, like, close with and able to be vulnerable with. And, like, it's okay. I'm not worried about them thinking me thinking of me as being, like, dumb in a certain context. Yeah, especially because, like, the friends that we share, everyone knows, like, you're smart, you're contained, you're, like, mature, but you also go completely the opposite way, where, like, you're just very appreciative of, like, the things around you and nature, and you're very expressive, and I think that's, like, what made me think of you immediately with this topic, so, I don't know, just, just another thought, um, and I did want to add on to that a little bit, so, this is one of my favorite questions ever. Um, what do you think your childhood self would think of you now? Uh, ooh. I, I think, like, when I think about my childhood self, I think that they wouldn't even know how to conceptualize me now. Like, I think as a kid, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, have, I have had such a hard time thinking towards the future and, like, what I want and what I think things are going to look like. But mm-hmm. I think, like, looking back, I would like to think that they would look ahead and be like, wow, that person has so much like freedom and like power like that person feels like in control and excited by the things that surround them and the things that they do with their day like there's little bits of joy that I get like every day I tell my friends here that I like fall in love with somebody new every day and it's not like doesn't have to be romantic just like Mm -hmm. when you see that person on the street just like enjoying their day or there's there's this guy on campus that always bikes around and like bikes and plays his music out loud and will sing off key and like stands on his little handlebars and like sways side to side and yes Aww. does he almost hit pedestrian sometimes possibly but anyways <laughs> he's a great guy it makes me so happy and whenever like the sun is hitting just right at like 12 o'clock I'll get out of my class and he'll just be like coming down the street and he makes me so happy and like that is yeah. the sort of thing that like that little bit of like everyday joy that I like hold on to and I would like to think that like the childhood version of myself like also does that like when I think about my childhood I think about all these little like moments of joy that I was like this is so fun I want to have this and I think I've tried to curate those moments wow yeah (laughs) yeah that was a really good answer it's good I love I love thinking about that um I know like for me I was a really stressed child so I immediately, I think the first thing I would be is, you know, kind of just proud that I turned out the way I am and I'm, like, doing fine. You know, yeah. I somehow made it to college and I'm, like, I'm doing good, you know? <laughs> so 
think that's what I think of immediately, as well as just like you, I've been trying to um, sort of reconnect with those traits that I used to have. Um, That's been like one of the biggest things at the start of the pandemic. I was like, started getting back into like certain arts and certain like reading and, and biking and walking, like more movement, more creativity. And since then, like mostly have kept up with that stuff because I realized how essential it was to like who I was as a person. So. Absolutely. I think that was like a big part of the pandemic for me as well is like coming home and like slowing down and being a kid in my childhood home again and being like, whoa, what do I want to get out of this? And it was like reconnecting with my like family on a level that I had not in a long time because I was like a high schooler and a college kid trying to like get away and like make my own in the world and one of those things was like reconnecting with like books and just like our whole family just like sitting not our whole family it's only if you wanted to but like my brother and my mom especially all just like bonding over books and like that was such a huge part of my childhood that I just like had lost because I was moving so quick and like coming back and reconnecting with that has been really important yeah, I feel like we're at that point in our lives where you want to grow up so, so fast, like, up until you're about, like, teenager, and then you start to become a teenager, and you're like, oh, my God, I grew up too fast. And yeah. you reach, like, your early 20s where you decide, you know, there's things that I lost that I want to, like, rekindle, and you can mm-hmm. just go back to that, like, think of, you know, things you love to do and try to incorporate them into your life now so I think it's funny too that like we want to go back and like I think of like certain activities would only work with like children and like college kids like right yeah like there are at I worked at a summer camp this summer and like one of the things when I merging two stories um this spring I came out to reconnect with a couple of my friends from college and we had been like spread apart because of COVID and one of the, like, coolest things that we did was we were just, like, sitting in this field in this arboretum, and my friend told me about this rain game that she used to do at summer camp. And this is where, like, you start, and the storm is coming, so you just rub your hands together, and then it becomes snapping, and then it becomes clapping, oh, and then it becomes that. stopping. Yeah. And it just builds and builds and builds until you're shouting boom, and then you, like, slowly the storm moves away. And, like, that was so, like, cool and fun and just silly. And we were also just, like, open and willing to do it. And then I worked at a summer camp this summer and did the same thing with, like, the – it was five, six, and seven-year-olds. And they loved it. It was so much fun. It was, like, a stormy day outside. So I decided, like, for all of us to, like, get around and do the rain game. And that kind of activity, I think, will only work with kids that are that young and, like – not specifically college kids, but just other people that are, like, open and willing to participate in something that seems so, like, silly and trivial. Like, I feel like adults would be like, I don't have time for this. And, like, middle schoolers would be too worried about themselves and how they're going to be perceived to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting how we, like, circle back. And, like, the friends that I make, I feel like I'm connecting with them because of their, like, willingness to participate in, like, silly childish things like that. Yeah, exactly. We were talking right before this about how college is really an avenue that like unlocks things like that because there's so much newness Uh -uh. compared to like think of um, 
if you if you went to the same school, um, I mean, the same town for all your schools, you know, like elementary, middle, high school, it becomes very much like a routine. You know everyone. It's very much nothing new for a while. And going to college is completely throws that up in the air. And you really, like, kind of refined who you are. So I think, yeah, you touch into a bunch of little new things and meet all these people who have different ways of expressing themselves. So it's really cool. It's, like, yeah, it's wild. It's a, As a kid, everything is so new to you. And, like, you just will seize opportunities that come your way, and you're very open to doing new things. And I feel like this, like, college, at least for me, has been, like, a new childhood in that way where I feel like so many things are happening and I just have to go in and, like, yes, I will take a jujitsu class or, like, a class where I learn how to give massages because why not? Because mm-hmm. there's so much out there <laughs> to learn and it all sounds so cool. And, like, connecting that with the newfound feeling of, like, freedom it's that like childhood excitement and like opportunity to go explore new things combined with like I'm at the point in my life where I am an adult like I have an apartment or a dorm I have a space I'm buying my own groceries like I have control over my life so I can pursue these new opportunities and then also like it's the conversation we were having before this about like doing the things that you weren't allowed to do as a child Like, if I want to go on a bike ride at midnight, like, I know now to, like, wear my helmet and, like, put on my little bike lights so I can be safe but still go on a bike ride. And that's something I wanted to do as a kid that I can do now. And, like, connecting with those those things. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from, to, like, a psychology perspective, if you have any sort of, like, trauma is kind of a, a major word, but any sort of, like, childhood trauma or, like, discomfort from your childhood where, you know, maybe the household was pretty strict, you weren't allowed to do a lot of things, this can be such a good way to heal those parts of yourself. And it sounds so strange, but it's like, if you were little, and this example is from like a video I saw on TikTok, but if you were little and you weren't allowed to play with flour because it's going to make a mess for your parents and they're going to yell at you, and you're now, what, like 24, have your own apartment, like, go and play with the flower. Like, if you still have the urge to do that, do it. Because it can really just, like, heal that part of you that might still be be working subconsciously to restrict you from certain things. It's about, like, establishing in your life now what expectations and, like, because you are going to be the one that cleans up the mess. So if you are willing to, like, me and my roommate here bought these, like, wall washable markers, I mean, washable crayons, and we had a bunch of our friends over and we drew all over our walls because we know that like, or I know I've like tested it and also like taken some of the drawings down that like they will come out so I can draw on the walls because this is like my space, which right. is something that like when you have the, that power and you have that responsibility to deal with the consequences and like also the prefrontal cortex development to like understand <laughs> that you need to prepare for the consequences. We're not there I'm yet. But, yeah. <laughs> We're not quite there but, yet, um, but no, exactly. Like you said, it's, I don't know, you can't be, you can't take this episode and be completely naive and think, you know, let me just go do everything I wasn't allowed to do as a kid, because some of that stuff was 
to keep you safe and like Absolutely. yeah you should you shouldn't go like stab someone if apparently like that was some childhood thing I don't know. <laughs> I think a lot of, like, being a high schooler and being a teenager was this, like, oh, like, I don't care about these rules that my parents have set. Let me go rebel against them and rebel against them, like, all of them without really thinking about which ones were meant to keep you safe or not. And now yeah, it's, like, right. reestablishing, like, oh, I can draw on the walls. I can't, like, not wear my seatbelt and stick my head out the window. Like, exactly. let's, let's be realistic. Yeah, that also feels great. Like we aren't saying to be naive and to go do things like that. Like there is, you have to learn for yourself as an adult. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just, yeah, I think it's important to make that distinction for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I do want to talk a little bit. We got into this, um, but how, as you grow up, your perspective of the world changes so much. I want to say a large part of that might be like some external sort of like pressures and expectations of like what you're you know allowed to do at that time but I want to hear your thoughts on how do you think growing up changes our perspective I think growing up changes our perspective for so many reasons but it's I think one of the main ones is that like you have no concept of these like overarching systems as a kid you do things because they're just like intrinsically valuable to you you're like, this makes me happy. I want to be an astronaut because space is cool and I think floating would be dope. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not like, as an adult, you come into that and you're like, okay, well, I need to support my family or support myself. And like, I've become accustomed to things that I want to continue to have, like a home for myself, like a basic necessities that I need to make money in order to provide for myself. So it becomes less about, like, what has value to you and more what has value, like, within the whole system, I guess. don't know if I'm conveying that right, but... No, I definitely get what you mean. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think that that's something else that might play into that, too, and and this is just because I've been looking a lot into um, brain development in adolescence because I'm taking... um, adolescent psychology right now um your brain quite literally like we said like your prefrontal cortex is not developed yet but a lot of other parts of your brain are so it really it's just so interesting how it really just you can't have the perspective so you're kind of told what to do because you're not you know trusted with being able to make those choices but now as we're getting closer to that like our brain is getting developed it's you know you can um and we get very stuck in our ways I think once you get taught like you know what are you allowed to do and what is your perspective on this certain thing it stays like that unless you decide to change it and start questioning things again kind of a tangent but (laughs) I know especially in college you see that a lot of like various paths that people are on and, like, people have their own reasons for choosing those paths. And, like, each of them is, like, valid to their own experience. But some people are choosing things that really, like, excite them. And then some people are being very, like, practical. And not that those two things are have to be separate. Like, they can definitely be together. But everybody is choosing their different, like, paths for various reasons. And, like, as you are going on that path is when your brain is developing to be able to, like, have that foresight. 
Mm-hmm. Then like not and it's not until after you're on the path that when you like have the ability to think that far ahead. So I don't know. This is con- just contributing to the tangent, but <laughs> no, but that's that's a solid point because I don't want to say that being practical and realistic is like the opposite of what we're talking about because I definitely think like especially at this time in our life it's important to be practical and realistic with quite a lot of things and you know there's certain majors out there that people are doing because they either need to or it's guaranteed for some sort of reason you know financials or stability things like that fine um but I also like some people will choose valuing the like stability over something that necessarily excites them and that is also like entirely an option yeah that's what I was kind of going to say it's like stability is a part of connecting with your childhood self too Mm -hmm. if you had a childhood that was kind of unsafe or unsecure you're gonna seek that and there's no problem in that so it's really looking back as to like what did you want as a child and how can you get that now I guess yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. But. No, that was, a, that was a great point. So much, I think there's definitely, I, I don't know if it's Freud, and I don't want to <laughs> don't want to cite him because he has his, he has his issues, he has his flaws. Yeah. But, like, there is something to be said about, like, the way that you grew up and how that impacts, like, you as an adult. And it's, I think it's so important to unpack that and, like, realize, I don't know, just, like, recognize the power that that had over you yeah definitely and I think it I think it was Freud that like founded a lot of that ideas but like a lot of other people have contributed so we're not going to give him full credit because we're not we're a little we're a little bit anti-Freud around here Um, (laughs) (laughs) anti-Freud (laughs) anti-milk Matera can get out of here that yeah did you hear him talking about talking about milk I was like I'm going to throw you out. You literally, no. <laughs> in, in theory, sure. In execution, no. You I'm, will never see me with a glass of milk. I'm thinking back to it. I'm like, was it like a childhood trauma thing? Like I was forced to drink milk every night. Maybe, so now I'm like literally against he just has it. A, he has a healthy relationship with milk. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got to, you know, connect it to the topic, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have, have we connected this also to like talking about nature as a child, like too? Yeah, that's what I want to get into. Because um, mm-hmm. you are studying biology as well, and you've always mm-hmm. been a very much like we always want to go outside and do stuff in nature. Like that's been a huge part of our our friendship. So yeah, I definitely want to hear um, how has nature like allowed you to reconnect with this childhood self. I think, like, especially as we were getting, like, super close in high school and, like, now, the thing that we want to go do is, like, go explore. Like, you want to go see what is out there in the world. And I think for me, like, going and doing that is going and exploring. Like, it's just exploring. But the areas that we do explore tend to be nature because there's so many just, like, exciting, like, cool things that make you see things in a new way. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that, like, non-nature like more like human areas do not have that but I think it's just a very easy like backdrop to go explore and put yourself in this like 
childlike mindset. Because um, I think also everybody had that experience with nature. Not everybody, but I think a lot of people had that experience with nature as a kid of like going and exploring nature as something that was like magical and exciting and so many like new doors opened up it was just like creating games in the woods like genuinely running around the woods Mm -hmm. Um, and so like going and continuing to do that as an adult like continuing to just explore and like be goofy and like take off your shoes and just like skip around which sounds so like hippy dippy and ridiculous but it's like it having that like freedom with your like friends to go do something like that and with yourself like that was a big part of my summer this summer was going and like driving to all these like areas that were like new areas for me and just like wandering around and just like coming to find yourself in these different like I don't know, in these different natural spaces yeah nature I think I think it goes back to the thing where we aren't expected to perceive it in a certain way. Like, it's not framed as, like, it needs to be this way. It's just something you get to look at and appreciate um, or immerse yourself in even more. Because, like you were saying, like, it's a full sensory experience. You can take your shoes off. You can feel the water, the soil, wherever you are. You can, you know, smell it, fresh air. It's just a very, like, sensory immersive, but not overstimulating um it's a really like balanced thing where I think a lot of people probably everyone like you said has something in their childhood like a fond memory in nature and getting back out there and just appreciating like appreciating it without any regard for how it should be and just how it is there's no one right way to interact with it too which I think Mm -hmm. is the other thing with like human landscapes is there's like there's a thought process behind it, like, okay, how is somebody going to engage with this? Versus, like, nature is just there, has always been there, will always be there if we don't mess it up. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, I, I don't know. It, it's something that you can just go in and just, like, be at peace with and interact with it in whatever way you want to. And there's so much, like, stimulation there that isn't just easy it's not this like passive like just staring at a screen and having it all come to you like you can just sit there and zone out or you can like go like dig around and see what's around like I could stare at tide pools for hours like four hours right there's more like I want to say like freedom and autonomy in how you get to explore it than with certain things that are like tailored to you which is and I'm not anti-media at all like I, I love media, but I do think it's so tailored to you that it can just tend to be kind of, like, addicting and pull you in, and it's not so much this, like, wonderful, whimsical thing that I think nature can give you. Um, so it's definitely nice to switch it up if you're trying to reconnect with some of these traits. I think it's also all about, like, a balance. Like, I, I'm not saying that I want to go, like, live in a tent in the woods and like be a hermit because I mean well parts of that sound lovely uh, (laughs) parts of that also feel like very isolated and it's just about having that balance I feel like I'm just surrounded by like going to to class and doing work and just constantly on my computer screen and so when I have those moments to break away and like reconnect with myself I do that through nature exactly I think yeah nature can definitely help like 
pretty much everyone just reconnect with themselves. That's why it's such a good thing. Um, and I am going to real quick bring Da Vinci into it because you, <laughs> you, know, you know I got uh-huh. to. Um, you know, I think I've talked to you about this before, how he has those, what are they called? The seven principles of Da Vinci. And it's sort of his guiding ways of how you should, how you should live your life in order to like live it to its full extent. I think it connects a lot to this because this is something that kind of changed my perspective. So his first one is curiosity and it's in Italian, but um, curiosity because just be like wondering and asking why and trying to figure out like what makes this this way and how does this work and nature really allows you to like you said explore with autonomy and figure out those questions for yourself if you want um and he also has one that's like refining your senses so again in nature like you get that full immersive thing you get to decide what you want um another one is the spumato so like embracing the uncertainty it's very much like being open to what's gonna happen like it doesn't it doesn't need to be um a certain way it's just you're just going to be open to whatever's going to going to happen um there's there's a few more i'm not going to get into all of them but i I love that i think yeah that is how i connect with the world around me and like i love that those like pillars to existence and like the way that we were talking about too before this podcast about like science is just doing that thing where you're like refining your senses and like asking these like childlike questions that has the same energy of like just digging in and asking the but why about everything until you like break it down and continue to break it down and I think it's so like yeah interacting with nature is such a good way to like start that process yeah exactly um yeah so we covered like most of the things that that I really wanted to get into. Do you have anything else that you want to add or close out with? I think just as a closing statement, um, I don't know. I think it was a lovely conversation and talking with a childhood friend about reconnecting with my childhood was lovely. And I think that people should mm, go to the woods. <laughs> if you I think it is always beneficial to go or like go see a sunrise sunrises like throwing off my schedule and waking up at like four o'clock in the morning in the summer to go see a sunrise like even if it throws off my whole day will make me so happy and just like feel so it just puts you in a different mind state yeah that's so yeah. beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming. This has thank been you, this has been so interesting and it was yeah, it was really good to talk to you and get your perspective. So, thank you. Um if anyone out there listening has a topic they'd like to discuss, feel free to message me at after dinner coffee on Instagram.